Welcome to episode 327 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Thursday, 11th of May, 2023. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. Hi, I'm Carlton Reed, and welcome to a hyperlocal edition of The Spokesman. This podcast is normally international in scope, but today I'm riding on my home patch with Tony Waterston, a retired consultant pediatrician. I joined him on the Tour de Jesmond, an annual family-friendly bike ride around the streets of this leafy suburb in the northern English city of Newcastle on Tyne. Back in March, with only a little forewarning, the local council blocked some residential roads to through motor traffic by installing a bunch of bollards, creating a low-traffic neighbourhood in East Jesmond. The creation of an LTN in the neighbouring suburb of Heaton attracted almost no negativity, but there's been an uproar here in Jesmond. There have been two roadside demos against the East Jesmond LTN, and later in the show, I include audio of some of the objections raised by folks who live here. There's also been vandalism of measuring equipment, and a private Facebook group quickly amassed a membership of more than 700 often very angry residents. Those opposed to the LTNs include a smattering, just a small amount, of 5G conspiracy theorists, chemtrails believers and anti-vax folks. Much to the annoyance of those residents who simply want the bollards to disappear and who hold no truck with those who claim that Jesmond is set to become a 15-minute city concentration camp. I'm not exaggerating. One media article in all seriousness, claimed in a headline that the LTN had led to the ghettoization and sterilization of Jesmond. Dear listener, it hasn't. I talk about these contentious issues with Tony, who's part of a group of local child health professionals calling on the council to stand firm. We also discussed the local elections, where the LTN issue probably caused the ousting of a Labour councillor, replaced with a Lib Dem who campaigned on a rip-out-the-bollards ticket. Be aware, there's some loud road noise soon after we start pedalling, because we're riding next to the busy Great North Road. The thrum soon fades away as we're led around quieter streets. Tony, how many do you normally get on this ride? About well, this? I would reckon I would reckon this is about 
50% more than usual. We usually, I think 20 is about the usual. Okay. So this is a big one. We don't have so many, we don't usually have so many children. We usually have two children. Right. So this is a lot better than usual and I'm very pleased. So it's two of jasmine, but you're going a fair bit of not jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because we've pretty well, we've pretty well done the whole of jasmine in the past few years. So, but it is beginning and finishing there. But we do sometimes go a little bit into neighbouring areas. Mm -hmm. But it's starting here. It always starts here. And, and we always and go through a bit of judgment in it. We're ending. You said it at your, your intro speech there. You said we're ending in a controversial area. Yeah. The LTNs, which is controversial not to us, yeah. but controversial to certain people who believe uh, we should rip the bollards out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've just had a, a local election yeah. where the Lib Dems, in effect, said that's what they want to do. They want to rip out yeah. the bollards. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that's going to... Are they going to carry on doing that, do you think? Well, are they going to stick I, to their promises and, and keep I, on asking to rip them out? I think they're, it's very interesting because they're, they're saying two contradictory things, which is that they like and approve and want to have LTNs. Mm but think the whole, this whole thing is dumb and they want to start again. And I don't think those two statements are, 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 are reconcilable. So I think they've done that for political reasons. So kind of traditional <laughs> Lib yeah. Dem well, sitting on the fence saying different things to different people. Well, I think it's, I think it's a bit sad really, but um, it has got them elected. Mm. So I think what they're, what, they're, what they're going to have to do is to try and amend the scheme. I don't see how it's possible for two councillors to have it all pulled out. Well, they're Lib Dems, so they're not a majority yeah, exactly. council, are they? So. Exactly. So, we're going to meet them, actually, to talk about how you might get some members of the community, more members of the community, behind them, and what kind of compromises might be possible that will actually help to resolve the difficulties in the community. So, but I, I think it's going to be very hard for them to actually do something that is actually because the weird thing is, people. Jesmond, North Jesmond is is almost, by my reckoning, the only uh, ward in the country that has actually done what lots of people were threatening to do, which is vote out councillors who are in favour of LTNs. Uh -huh, uh -huh, Whereas nationally, uh -huh. the Lib Dems have been incredibly supportive of uh -huh. LTNs in many cities, yeah. and they've been voted in on that ticket. So North yeah. Jesmond is, is, is an outlier. Why, yeah. do you think, why do you think North Jesmond is an outlier nationally? Well, I think <laughs> that's a hard one. But I think the, the Labour councillors have made themselves very unpopular with that community. It's always been a marginal seat. They didn't, uh, there's been alternating between Lib Dem and Labour for a while. Mm. But I think Labour's very unpopular because of the LTN, but also from previous schemes. And they're seen as perfidious. Uh, so you may wonder how they were voted in before, but there's obviously a strong Labour. Group. Yes. But I think this has become the focus. The council has become the focus of this latest. So, reaction. do you think it would be fair to say that that, and it was a massive swing, massive yeah. swing? Uh, yes, yeah. it's marginal, I agree, but then there is this massive swing to the Lib Dems. 
How, would, how much of that do you think was the LTN? A, a, a great part? Well, I think it probably was. It's difficult to see what other issues there are mm. that really are, are open to this dissent. Because, I mean, there are plenty of other issues there. There's antisocial behavior, mm. students, um, bins. But these are the same everywhere. Mm. And it's difficult to see any other issue that's really divided the community to this extent. We did have a previous one. We had um, Acorn Road which also led to this kind of mm. business. And so I think it's people remember that as well, possibly, and hold it against the council. So I, I can't see there being another issue that would have been so... So I've divisive. been going... Uh, shock horror, this one, Tony, but I've been going recently for some... whatever a whole host of different reasons. I've actually been using a car to go through Jesmond Road, which yes, is one of the I've boundary roads. I've seen it that uh, people are saying uh, you know, are now totally blocked because of the LTNs, as though it was never blocked before. Yeah. But all the times I've been going through, I mean, I went through deliberately once at peak time yeah. <laughs> to see what people are complaining about. And yeah. yes, you probably put 10 minutes on the journey. But then just an hour away from peak, and you pretty much get through those, those troublesome junctions almost straight away. Yeah. So we are talking about a problem that's maybe an hour, two hours top per day. Yeah. So yeah. is that an argument for saying, well, look, yes, there is a potentially a problem at peak. And what do we do about that problem at yeah. peak? Because yeah. clearly people are suffering. Yeah. They say they're suffering uh, enormously yeah. Yeah. For, well, for not being able to yeah. get through. Yeah. Well, I think there are three things that could be done uh, that are real, real genuine issues. And one is the right turning lane off, uh, off Jesmond Road to get into Osborne Road, which could be improved, and the council has already said it's going to improve it. Uh, the second is um, buses, bus services, not so easy. But mm. I think there's a real concern about older people who haven't used a bike, don't, don't really feel they're up to using a bike again, and might have a mile to walk. Uh, and don't want to really have to be in a car to go around a long way. But really, they should be, there should be recognition of that. And, and actually, the council obviously finds it diff difficult for the council to do that, but I think that's an issue, is improving public transport. That's the, it's, it should really have been done before. And the third one is the businesses who we don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any data on the impact of LTNs on businesses. And I think it's usually said that more people walking and cycling yes. will be good for businesses. Yes. But the businesses are very afraid and anxious. So I think something needs to be done. And the council has also said they'll do that um, uh, at the cradle well to make it a more pleasant area. Mm -hmm. um, so that the which will show show the businesses that something is being done and i think probably there should be a bit more data collected actually to see who's using those businesses yes using using the usual kind of but of course people can get to these businesses yeah. in the same way they could get to yeah. them before yeah i mean where we are right now is on the great yeah. north road that's why yeah. we're getting here on all this massive traffic noise and we're going yeah. into jesmond here now yeah. uh, so that's clearly one of the boundary roads yeah uh, near the LTNs, but that's always been busy. 
Yeah. And Jasmine Road's always been busy. It's, these are not, yeah. these haven't been no. created by the LTNs, no. have they? No, but I think the point, the point is we don't know whether they, may, they have a real fear. You know, the fear may be completely false. We don't, we don't know. And I think they, so I think attempting to reassure them mm. without really knowing what the impact is, is uh, I think they need to be taken seriously rather than just say, oh, well, it'll be all right. So you've been a bit of a lightning rod with your, your role as a, as a former consultant pediatrician, and you have written uh, a kind of an open letter on the LTNs. I mean, who was that open letter to? Just, just literally everybody. It was really to the press and to all the candidates and the council. It was really to, to highlight the, um, the, the health issues, which are an important part of this. And I think this group of, of, of health professionals has been anxious about this for quite a while and actually had a, a really ever since this group was set up, which is a national group, over the COP26 mm. and, and did this cycle ride. I think you were on it. Yes, I was, yes, yes. Uh, and that was amazing. It was an amazing event. And that led to really this group of people here in Newcastle feeling that they need to continue to publicize this. Yes. So these are northeast. I mean, they looked at like mainly pediatricians. Yes. Was there other? It's all child health. It's all child health. Yes. Um, and and that, that you would, one would think would have resonance. Yeah. You know, we are talking about children's lungs. Yeah. So do you think your letter, I mean, in the, in the local newspaper, you've had the aunties and then you've had, yeah. you know, this statement from yeah. the, the local children's yeah. health. Headline doesn't really... Uh, portray it very well, talking no. about, you know, conflict, gridlock, etc, yeah. etc. And whereas your, your statement is, is, is child health. Yeah. So, do you see any of that argument which you've, you've put forward having resonance? Well, I think it needs, not on one occasion, it needs to continually be, be put. Because I think it's, it's like always with local issues, the bigger picture gets lost. In the, in the local issues, and, and in particular, the individual issues for individual people. And they, so everybody thinks, well, my action doesn't cause pollution, it's everybody else that does it. Uh, it's because everybody else is, is driving all the time. So they probably will want other people to stop and not them necessarily themselves. Yes. But on the other hand, I think it will have an impact. You know, if it's a, it's a drip by drip thing. Because we, we have some very loud people yeah. who put their point of view, yeah. Yeah. but we don't, even in the local elections, no. there wasn't actually that many people voted. Okay, it was a big swing, but it wasn't yeah. like every single resident of Jasmine, any, by any way, shape or means. I know. So the loud people, do you think they are perhaps not actually representative of the population as a whole, but they're just very loud and we yeah. hear about them and we see them in the yeah. press? Oh, that's definitely the case. I think that's definitely the case. And I think there is an overlap in these very loud ones with the the awful group who was at the hustings, which was a very, quite a large group of climate denialists who were conflating all this with the three-minute city conspiracy theory. So I think there's a bit of crossover there. Do you think but that's I, actually, a, will, will turn a lot of people off? So people who might yeah. have been, yeah. who, who consider it as moderates normally, yeah. Yeah. 
and would have been opposed to the LTN, see yeah. these conspiracy denial uh, yeah. conspiracy theorists, yeah. climate denialists, anti-15-minute cities, anti-LTN people, and go, yeah. actually, I would have supported the anti-LTN movement, but because those guys are there, I'm probably going to pull back. Yeah. Do you think there's an element of that? I think so. I think so. And I think, I think, well, I think what I've always felt about this is that in six months or nine months' time, mm. you'll find that the majority are accepting it and quite happy. And the small minority remains a, a small minority who are vocally against it. And I think it will help. I think that came up with the hustings when one person who was part of the residence group against it spoke up after this climate denial thing, saying, I'm not one of those, I believe in climate change. Yes. <laughs> now, if you However, I'm quite willing to pollute still <laughs> yeah, in my exactly. car. Right, okay. Exactly. But, but I think there's this re also this real concern they have which is, I think, false also, that um, it just displaces the pollution. Yes, and that's my, going to be my next question. How do you yeah. address, because that, that, that is one of the key things. Is it, this is worsening climate change yeah. because you are worsening congestion on the boundary roads. You are then making more pollution. So this is why me, as I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm an, uh, an anti-LTN here, me, uh, uh, I am now causing more pollution, and I don't want to, but you are making me. Yeah. So how do you address that? Oh. That argument? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's data. I think the, there needs to be data from the council of road traffic numbers um, in the surrounding areas and showing that they're just, they haven't increased or they're only increased at certain very short periods. And also looking at the pollution monitors. Mm. And, and seeing what they're saying. See, I've looked at the data, because you can get real-time data yeah. on the coast road, yeah. both pollution, air pollution, and yeah. on traffic stats. Yeah. And, and nobody tends to believe you when you say this, but, <laughs> but you say, actually, last year, the traffic was six, up to 62% up, yeah. uh, probably post-pandemic. This year, we're actually, post-LTN, we're up to 6% down. Yeah. But probably yeah. that's across the whole day, yeah. rather than being uh, uh, at, at peak. So do you think any amount of data will actually shift people, or is this data only really going to convince the council that they're doing the right thing? No, I think, I think like you said before, there's some people won't be convinced. Mm. The majority, I think, will. And I think it, it, it needs to be... The thing is, it's not always easy to get information out to people mm. because people are very selective in what they read. Mm -hmm. So I, I would hope that the council would actually, this is where they need to really get going with some local information flow, possibly through people's doors. Do Certainly. you think there's been enough consultation? Because again, that's one of the things, you know, we want consultation, we know what that means. It yeah. tends to mean we actually want to rip these out. Yeah. You know, and you know, if you give us a consultation, that's what we'll, we'll ask for. I know. Uh, that, I that's kind of a veto is what they're actually after. But I do you think there has been some mistakes made? Yes, I think so. I think, that, I think you have to admit that there were. And I've got some ideas about how it could be done. And in fact, after, after the Acorn Road business, the JRA, which I was chair of then. Did Jesmond Residents Association. Jesmond Residents Association yep. did, did put out a, a report um, on the consultation process. Um, but basically, I think that I think it's never going to be possible under the present circumstances of democracy to do perfect local, local consultations because mm. a lot of people don't use 
the media that the council puts out information through. Mm. So the best way probably would have been to put them through the doors, which they did, 3,500 they said. But a lot of people say, always say, they didn't receive it. Mm. So, and I personally did put on a, a range of meeting at the library at least a year ago about the LTN that had about 15 people at it. So it's, it's difficult to get information out and people will always say they didn't see it. But there probably should have been more local meetings. Mm. Uh, tell you, we in have the been, areas. me and you, and a bunch of other people who are actually on this ride, and other people who were anti uh, measures uh, for streets for people in, in this. We've been on various panels, yeah. I think it's since 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the fact that people are saying there's been no consultation, the council has been talking to people yeah. and getting their opinions yeah. for number of years yeah and, and then probably even before 2016 yeah it has so it, when you when you quiz people about that they say oh okay the council's only consulted uh special people only yeah. consulted the, the 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 pros do do you see any validity in that argument well i think that people this is back to a general concern about people being unaware of what goes on in local democracy and for example, there used to be group, the, the, the councillors used to have four meetings a year in local areas. And they've stopped those completely now. And also city, city life is mm. less frequent. And there also used to be a Jesmond Residents Association newsletter, which has also stopped. So I think the channels have got less. And I think people feel less connected, generally, with local democracy. So <laughs> these are excuses, but I think I think that the council probably needed to have recognised that there needed to be a special effort to either do letters through doors or to have local meetings. But as, as we have issues. seen, the most effective thing to do is actually put the bollards in. Yeah. Because you can do any a number yeah. of consultations prior yeah. to this and it's all airy-fairy. I know. Bollard goes in and then all hell breaks yeah. loose. Yeah. So in effect, that's what the trials were for. You know, we've got yeah. to... Yeah. We've got to do these for people yeah. to actually see what it's really like. I know. Well, I, I, I agree, but I think the risk is that if the opposition, if the opposition is very enormous, then um, they do feel they have to do something about taking it out, which would be disastrous. And I think in future we need to use a more representative democracy system, such as a citizen jury or citizen's assembly, mm -hmm. when you've got a very contentious issue. But we did have that. I mean, we had a bunch of people the city employed people to talk to residents about their concerns and come up with ideas and they brought yeah. experts in yeah. who took those concerns so that was a, it was a small yeah. citizens assembly but, they weren't, but it was there wasn't an attempt to get the the local population representatives involved in what was happening so, um, yeah i think we don't have a good system at the moment mm. um, it needs to be improved and, uh, and I think there needs to be some experimentation with it. But you're not kind of calling for, which many people are, in effect, calling for Swiss-style Canton referendums. No. no, I don't think referendums are good either, because it's not a yes or no issue. But I think generally people, A, need accurate information to help them to decide, and B, there needs to be a real effort to get the people involved who are not normally participating in these discussions. Mm -hmm. Which is what a... a, a but there's, that's what it has done. I mean, the bollards have got people talking. You, you really cannot escape the fact that 
that Not was together, in, literally in your face. Yeah. And it, it, it has, some people are going to be very anti, but many people, certainly on certain roads, which are now yeah. very quiet, yeah. uh, and there were previously, you know, awful roads to drive up or cycle yeah. up or walk yeah. up, they're just going to be nice. And in a few months' time after the trial, people are going to be just going, actually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my head above the parapet and yeah. say I'm in favour of this because yeah. you'll get screamed down. Yeah. But they're going to be in favour because it just, it just obviously makes where they're living nicer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you and I agree on that. But it's the, it's, I don't think there's much of a dialogue going on. I think it's, it's people shouting and not many people listening. Mm. And, uh, and that's not very good for a local area to have that kind of uh, so, angry, the angriness. The, I mean, the level of anger has been extraordinary. And, and yes. I've, I've tried a few times to get into a dialogue, but haven't managed to do that yet. A proper dialogue. Yes, it has been uh, very difficult. And, and I mean, one Facebook group, private group, 700 people, but only if you're anti it. You yeah. can't join if you're not. I know. I know. And they've been slagging me well, off something rotten, and I can't do much about it. The things that have been said have been quite disgraceful. Yes. And it's really sad to see that happening. And, uh, and the, the meetings that have been held haven't been an opportunity to bring out the, the facts. Mm. Because there needed to be a meeting when all the facts were presented, and mm. that hasn't really happened mm. uh, to, a general, to a general audience. And I think if you tried to do it now, it would be very difficult, actually. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have to concentrate on getting across this. Yes. We're going to leave Tony there for a second and hear from some of those opposed to the bollards. But first, here's my colleague David with a short ad break. Hello, everyone. This is David from the Fredcast and, of course, the Spokesman. And I'm here once again to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn build bikes that make it easier for you to replace car trips with bike trips. Part of that is being committed to designing useful bikes that are also fun to ride. But an even greater priority for Turn is to make sure that your ride is safe and worry-free. And that's why Turn works with industry-leading third-party testing labs like EFBE and builds its bikes around Bosch e-bike systems, which are UL certified for both electric and fire safety. So before you even zip off on your turn, fully loaded and perhaps with a loved one behind, you can be sure that the bike has been tested to handle the extra stresses on the frame and the rigors of the road. For more information, visit www.turnbicycles.com to learn more. And now, back to the spokesman. Thanks, David. And as mentioned before the break, it's time to hear from some of those residents who are very much opposed to the LTN. I caught up with them at the first roadside demo, and you can watch all of the interviews on a half-hour YouTube film I made of the protest, letting residents speak their minds. Link in the show notes. This is because they cut Jesmond in a half. Any traffic wanting to go into town now is either going to go one way or the other. And if they're going from the other side of the uh, bollards, then really they've got to go come out onto the coast road. And if they're going, if they're going south or um, uh, potentially into the city via Sandyford Road, then they're going to go along Sandyford Road. Whereas in the past they would have come down here or along. Uh, 
But wouldn't, I mean, residents can get to every property in, their, in, in these streets, yes? I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah. So the, the things that have been stopped, the council would say, are yeah. the rat runs, the people who don't live. Well, they would say that, and they say they're conducting um, a consultation, but in my view, it's a window dressing exercise. They've decided what they want to do. They're not really very interested in whether the people want it or not, and they won't be very interested in whether the people have objected to it or not. Uh, do you think any of that is caused by the LTNs, or is that something that might have existed beforehand? Well, certainly traffic existed here beforehand, uh, but anecdotally, I would say this traffic jam was two or three times as long as it normally is at this time of the day, and that's a direct result of the LTN. Okay, and what would you like the council to do? What, what's, what's, what would be your idea? I would like them to do what it, what it says on the sign. Consultation. There was zero consultation about this LTM. The council will tell you otherwise, but there was not a consultation. Clearly, some form of LTN might have some form of advantage, but this is draconian and it's ruining people's lives. And I just feel that I'm fenced in and uh, I can't move about, you know? You've got grand, I'm presuming here that these are your grandchildren? These are my grandchildren, okay. so they've got to go to school. So they live in South East Jesmond. The school is in West Jesmond. It's about a mile walk, which is fine if you haven't got anything else to do apart from just take the children to school and not go to work and do other things. And if the weather's good, but if the weather's going to be, you know, is bad, it'll be horrendous, you know. I just feel kettled at the minute. You know, I don't, I don't want to rule the road in my car. Um, I just want to participate in life in the community of Jesmond. Yeah. But you say kettled, which, which has the connotation of you can't physically get out. Well, can physically get out. Simply because they're channeling all the vehicles on a few streets, so you're getting massive tailbacks, and that, that means you're getting more pollution if you really believe that combustion engine is really harmful, which I personally don't. You don't believe the combustion? No. Would you put your mouth over that exhaust pipe on that car? Of course not. So, it <laughs> must be harmful then. Let's get back to riding along with Tony Waterston. Yeah, and the thing is, Carlton, that um, what worries me is that it's going to derail the future developments in Jesmond. Because the, there, are, there are plans underfoot for a low traffic, for, street, for school street. Mm and also for a low-traffic neighbourhood in West Jesmond. So, and I'm afraid that one of the councillors said, I think at the last meeting, that um, when asked if there were any further plans, said not at the moment. That was, that was, that was prior to the election, so <laughs> election out of the way, they can probably be brave enough to do it, yes? Well, I hope so. Because at the end of the day, the City Council has got to improve air. Air yes. quality. I mean, yeah. it's a legal requirement. Yeah. They're failing, and one of the simplest and easiest ways of doing this is by reducing the amount of motor traffic. Which LTNs don't do that instantly. No. But all the data, all the scientific studies done to date, seem to yeah. suggest that it certainly isn't making things worse. Yes. And a lot of the claims that people are saying, you know, using anecdata, yes. is just not panning out. Yes. No. Well, I think that's why there needed to be wider discussion, and this comes back to climate change, really with, with a bigger group in the community as to what measures need to be done to reduce emissions for the benefit of clean air and for the benefit of um, avoiding 1.5, uh, um, or keeping within 1.5, I should say.
And I think a lot of people aren't really, I think, haven't thought about the methods that you can use to reduce motor traffic and what's realistic and what isn't. And obviously there are measures national government could make, which it's not doing, and there are measures local government can take. And this, is, this seems to be one of the most used that local government can, can take. It's quite difficult to actually bring in a stick that's, um, that works. So I think this, this debate, it's important for people to realise that, that this is part of the bigger picture. Thanks to Tony Watson there, and thanks to you for listening to episode 327 of the Spokesman podcast, brought to you in association with Turn Bicycles. Show notes and more can be found at www.the-spokesmen.com. The next episode out really very, very soon will be a chat with the BBC's Anna Holligan and Kate Vandy and the formation of their mobile news gathering studio, the BBC Bike Bureau. Meanwhile, get out there and ride. <laughs>